Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and yet again, Karen is still not unchild yet, so her and Chris are taking some more time, pacing themselves, getting ready to bring a new life into this world. Uh, I miss them greatly. I cannot wait to see them and their new little child, but this week... Uh, we decided that we were going to give back to our listening community, the fans. And what better way to do that than to bring on our most... It's not really vocal if you're typing. It's the one person that actually corresponds with us in some way, shape, or form. Um, this week, I'm, I'm bringing on a, a good friend of mine and an avid listener of the show, Jonathan. Um, welcome. Hey man, what's up? It's good to be here. So, I, uh, yeah, I was sitting there like giggling, I'm like yeah, that's funny. I do, I do get kind of vocal depending on what the topic is. And we, and we love those emails. You're, you're very eloquent. You really, really are. Hey man, you know the step down from crazy is passionate. That's very so that's, true. That's how I look at myself. There's a very fine line between those two. Uh, so, as always, I gave you the option to choose what show. We're gonna talk about this week, and and just, just we're just gonna go back to a, a better time, you know, before the Flash ran into our lives and back in the day, and 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 Arrow was all, you know, I, Arrow was not even a glimmer in the eye of of no. DC Universe. This is this was pre CW. This is yeah, this is the this is the grand I, I call this the grandfather of the DC CW TV universe. This so is that's what this would be. This came back this is from when the frog was doing the commercials oh, man. for the WB. WB days. Yeah. That's we're talking Smallville, season five, episode twelve. The well, it's not. It's it's just reckoning. Yeah, I want to throw. The, I want to throw the word the reckoning, but it's not. It's not. There's no the. It's just reckoning. No, just just one. Just the the only <laughs> reckoning. <laughs> now, when you okay, there is a a a love hate relationship with this show for most people. Yeah, it's understandably so. I mean, there were some bad times. Yeah, there there were there were in 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 a ten season run, if I'm not mistaken. Ten years. Yep. There's there's going to be some down times. Yeah, you can't fault them for it. I mean, they're running, I think, at any point they had seven, I think, uh, series main cast members running yeah. stories for each one. And you got to understand that occasionally they were going to lose a loop. It just sucked. <laughs> occasionally they lost a season. It's, they just forgot. It's, oh, shit. We're supposed to be doing our jobs here. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Um, but overall... This is a this is a decent show. Yeah, absolutely. It got it, it got a new it got, it got a new group of people into comics, which is which wasn't a thing back then. I re, I remember seeing that that 
this show was going to happen and and it was Superman before he was Superman. And I was like, I am so on board for this show. It is ridiculous. And then I started hearing things like he's not going to be ever in the cape and ca- in, in the cape and, and the, the S and what. Yeah, that was big. And I was like, what? Okay. And surprisingly, I enjoyed, I'm going to say, 85 to 90% of this show. There was, like I said, one or two, like the whole, there was like a witch season. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure which one that was. <laughs> the magic I, season. The magic season I wasn't a big fan of. And there are, there are points within each season that, the, like, okay, this season five is I call the Jarrell talkie season. Yeah, big because time. Because he spoke to Jarrell a lot in, in, in this season. Um, but, like, all in all, this show doesn't get enough credit. A no. lot of people, like, like the negative comes out about this show very much. And they're, like, overall, there really isn't that much. It did what it needed to do. And it opened up this universe so that we can have things like The Flash on TV now. Like, was, okay, I'm sorry. This show is what Gotham wants to be. It's funny you could say that because, like, the biggest thing about this show that I always loved that it did was you said it before, it opened up comic book shows to a new audience. And um, that was really what it did because you look at Lois and Clark or <laughs> even like Superman the animated TV series, they're very key audiences. Like, Lois and Clark was very much geared towards adults, they had mm-hmm. a lot of romance, a lot of rom com stuff. Animated series was all kids all the time, even though it had adult themes. This was like. How can we make Superman a show mm-hmm. and make people relate to him? And they did it perfectly. They're like, okay, well, let's make him Clark. And suddenly everybody's going to relate to this awkward teen who just happens to be six foot two, built like a brick shit house. <laughs> and like, yes, the, the oldest teenager you've ever seen. Yeah, like uh, 48 and still in high school, which is fine. It's just fine. It so, you know, things happen. People get left back. It's okay. But like, you bring up Lois and Clark and. Which it, I enjoyed that show. I think I I'm too. in the I'm in the minority with that. That we are in minority, um, but that show was is was geared towards comic book fans. Yep. Okay. Yep. This show was not. This show no. was geared towards teens because this yep. is a this is a teen drama. No matter how old the actors and actresses are. Oh yeah. This they, is this is CWWB fair. Take a bunch never, of teens, put them together, drama. They never lose that. It stays constant throughout the whole thing. I mean, you've got so much just pure... This was when CW... I mean, Smallville ran, like you said, from WB right over to CW, and mm-hmm. it was what defined it with its its just like teen romance all the time, mm-hmm. very dramatic storylines. But, but it worked because it pulled people in, and if not for this show, we wouldn't have Flash or Arrow because this show grabbed people and it made... By this season, after this season is when it starts to get like really comic booky because you get your your Justice League episode, you start mm-hmm. getting Arrow, and then the little Flash for the the Run episode, and um, people stuck around though at that point and were like, hey, you know, this comic book stuff is kind of cool. And then what do they do? Their next step was, well, we're going to take one of this one of these characters, the Arrow, and we're going to spin him off into his own show. And now people knew who he was, so they followed it over to the Arrow who I consider the father of the DC CW mm-hmm. TV universe. And then they spun that off into Flash, and now it's just this unstoppable steamrolling snowball effect that now has five, four shows on the CW. So, 
it's, one, it, two, yeah, it's four shows on the CW currently running. Yeah, yeah, and it all goes back to this show, which, like you said, gets it's nowhere near the credit it should for being as good as it was. I think Alfred Goh and Miles Millar, Miles Millar are geniuses. They put out a couple of shitty movies, but they <laughs> when it came to this show, they were on point, and now they've done. I think they they did Into the Badlands. I think that's theirs too. And yes, I, it was. Yeah, and I like that show. I mean, it's all wire foo and fun, but whatever. But I, I, I gave that a, I gave that one or two episodes, and it didn't grab me. I didn't think it was bad. It just didn't grab me enough to to sink myself into that one. But I did recognize that that like you could see they had their their thumbprint on it. Oh, like yeah. you could tell their type of show. All right, so let's get specifically into this episode. Yeah, let's. One I, uh, thing one thing that I want to preface for someone or for people who have not seen Smallville, there is a formula to Smallville. Mm. If there is a lot of good at the beginning. There is a lot of bad at the end. Oh yeah. Okay, and that show. If I, I always, I remember going, ooh, ooh, this is this, this is the stuff I want to see, and they always put that at the very beginning of the episode, and then something goes usually horrifically wrong, and then it's the normal show. Like son of a, <laughs> all right, fine. It's, <laughs> but, it's, but that that basic formula is what kept the show going so long, because like you knew what you were getting from it. Uh, I mean, until they got kind of loopy. But the show, like, <laughs> and loopy as in crazy. So, yeah. I I didn't say it's spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, I'm yes. gonna have I'm gonna have someone actually make an intro that says spoilers, uh, spoilers for the show, spoilers for Superman. Spo- if, <laughs> Spo- I mean, if you like, if you go into this show, like, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, man, fuck you guys, you ruined this for me. I'm sorry, but if you don't realize at this point, this was, when did this air? This aired in like 2005, 6? 6. Yeah, 2006. If you don't realize that Jonathan Kent died that by now. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I mean, that's like, we're going Bo to Bo Duke dies? Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? Like, let's get out That of was here. one of my favorite episodes when Luke Duke showed up on the show. Do you remember that oh, episode? Oh, man, that was uh, cool. You know, <laughs> really quick, like when it was when when Evan gave me and this is now me talking to the audience really fast. When Evan gave me the choice and he's like, "Hey, you want to come on?" I'm like, "Absolutely, dude. We talk all the time. Why wouldn't I want to do this in front of a mic?" And then he's like, "What show do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Man, I feel like I need to do Smallville, but what episode?" And there were so many to choose from because there's so many great episodes that have fantastic moments, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fun ones like Run and Absolute Justice and the first one where the Arrow shows up. But when it came to Reckoning, I'm like, how can I not do this? Because this was their centennial episode. Yeah. There was that moment where I teetered on like, well, let's fuck some all of it. We'll do Married with Children. But there was no way I was doing that <laughs> as opposed to like this. Because this is what, I mean, superheroes are where it's at right now. And this is my like bread and butter. Um, Absolutely. And, and and like I said, I cursed you out earlier because now I have to go through a 10 season rewatch of this show because I watched episode 12 of season five. You son of a yeah, bitch. You can't you can't just why like you have to go back like I this was the for me, my background on Smallville. Smallville was and is like my show, like my fiance. She bought me the big uh, box set. It was one of the first gifts she's got me. I have every season on DVD. When this, when a new season started, before it started, I went back and watched every season up to that point. So I've seen season one like 50 million times <laughs> because it's just what I had to do. And then I remember when it was all over, I went back and rewatched it all again. And stuff starts making a lot more sense when you do it that way. Like the mm-hmm. Doomsday season that I didn't like when it first aired made a lot more sense to me later on 
And I'm not going to say it was the best, but I, I had a little more respect you, for what they did. You get it, yeah. One thing I noticed with this, because like I said, I, I am a good three quarters of the way through season one again. I, I, I remember like bits and pieces, but like the show's... It's been so long because I have yet to do a full rewatch of this show. Oh man, it's it's all like new again to me, which is which is a lot of fun because I it, it reminds me of the first time I experienced it, that feeling that I got. Which oh, I'm yeah. a comic book guy, so of course I'm going to love the show. All right, so yeah, spoilers, season five, episode twelve, reckoning, go. Okay, so <laughs> I, first thing I want to say is this was a genius. 100th episode like there i'm i'm so glad if they put this on the back burner and they had it saved up it was your halfway point they had this awesome transition from boy to man thing going on with clark um Mm -hmm. it added so much and the whole underlying theme of like consequences and choices really are what makes superman superman like Mm -hmm. when you think of the character of superman the thing about him that I like the most is his worst enemy. If you ask somebody, they're like, oh, it's Lex Luthor. But really, Superman's worst enemy is himself. Like, the yes. character of Superman and what he limits himself to and this constant thought of, I can't save everyone and how it eats at him. And what this episode did for me was what the 1978 movie did not do for me as an adult. And that was actually put some stakes to the character of Superman. Like, you watch the 1978 movie, and his dad dies, and he has this scene at the graveyard with his mom, and he's like, even with all my powers, I couldn't save him. But then that all gets shat on, because later on, when Lois dies, he just spins the world to frig backwards, and there's no consequences to his action. So it makes you kind of think, like, okay, well, we could just do that trick over and over again. Yes. This one... I mean, we're talking reckoning from what happens in this episode. We're talking reckoning from the episode Red when his dad took his powers to bring him back. And Jarrell's like, later on, you're going to pay for this, you motherfucker. Like, I didn't even hear this for a second. And yeah, Jarrell is not... Is, he's not he's a not nice a guy. good guy. <laughs> no. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> I don't even... like. It's funny because you look at people the way they, they judge Man of Steel and they're like, how could the walking, talking computer be exist even though it's alien technology or whatever? I don't want to get into that. But I watch this show and there are times when I'm starting to get confused. I'm like, is Jarell around? Like, what is the... I don't really understand. Um, you hear a component in the background, the bird. Nice. But, it um, agrees. <laughs> right off the bat with this one, it opens up with... I love the soundtrack to this show. Uh, both albums they released were great. I wish they did another one because the music was always spot on. And this has like "You're Beautiful" by James Blunt playing, and mm-hmm. he's holding the coal. And they never mention in any other episode. I don't believe what his intentions were. But the second you see the coal in his hand, if you're a Superman fan, you know what that is. Like he's yes. going to crush this, like he did in Superman three, and make a ring out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's f- such an awesome callback. Well, and, th- th- that's what okay. the, this show is also very good at. That the fact that his mother is Lana from Superman three. Mm-hmm. The every ep- I'm not, all right. A good portion of every episode has some sort of callback to pop culture. Superman himself, definitely the comics. Like this show, this episode specifically references at least the Superman, Superman one and Superman three. Yeah. Definitively, the 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 coal and then the spinning the earth on its axis. That, I like that line. That was a good line that that Chloe made. Like yeah. it 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 knows its audience, and that's a sign of a very good show. 
Yeah. He, he knows what we want to see. So. Can, and that's something that they, they were smart to carry on afterwards and to, to keep going throughout the show. And then even after when they got to Arrow and Flash, more so in Flash than anything else. Yeah, they don't, um, I don't feel that they really do that in the in Arrow, though. Not as much. But I think that's also because not a lot of people know Arrow. <laughs> this is also very true. I they mean, could be like, doing it all the time, and I just don't know it. <laughs> the only reason Arrow's even in this show is because of that freaking embargo that DC had on Batman, where they're like, you're not using Batman in anything but these Nolan movies. I don't give a shit. So they're like, yeah. Green Arrow? Have at it. <laughs> that was a, such a mistake on their part. But anywho. Um, so yeah, so then like... So, we see the call. Got yeah, it, go. we're in the barn to get the coal... Um, he's like, I gotta show you something. He brings her to the Indian cave, which that was one of the more interesting points of the show. Um, <laughs> the next, Indian cave yeah, portal. Yeah, yeah, this is what my, they left this here for me. Okay, whatever you say, Clark. And then, like, they end up in the Fortress of Solitude, which I always, every time he went to the Fortress of Solitude, I loved it because it looks so much like the Donner like, Fortress of yeah, Solitude. Donner, yeah, Donner, um, yeah. And he's like... You know, this is this is he just they show up there and I think Lana's already doe-eyed and kind of confused and then he does his little leap and yep. now it hits her like oh there's something special about you you've done this before <laughs> um, she's adorable oh man I had such a crush on Kristen I Kirk. still it, do it's friggin' then she had to make Chun Li and I was like you know what it's okay don't worry <laughs> I still love you <laughs> it's all right we'll get over it but the uh, but yeah then he makes the ring. And he does his proposal. And they're always good with their commercials. Like, they cut to the commercial right after that. Next thing you know, we're back on the farm. That's good, because I don't really want to see him go back to the cave. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Yeah, and he, he's telling his parents, like, so I told Lana. And their reaction was interesting, because she's like, oh, you did. <laughs> and I'm like, come on now, bitch. I would have told this girl a long time ago. <laughs> and the father, and, and you know, Pa Kent is the same guy all the time. He really is. Well... You know, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. I love you, son. Like, that's his git every time. <laughs> Never changes. He's like, well, it's like the Danny Tanner of, like, the farm yeah. world yes. in comic yeah. books. There you go. Oh, so, yeah, yeah go ahead. The, the, the interaction that is the, the, the Lana and Clark interaction is just one commercial, one, one set. And the the thing that this show does really well is segments the episode by the commercial break, and it's very rarely like I watch. I've watched currently a, a number of shows that cliffhang at breaks mm -hmm. at, 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 yep. at commercials, and that bothers me. Like, there's no nice smooth transition from Act One to Act Two. No. And and this show, like you said, did it really really well. So oh, yeah, continue. They, they always did. They always. I, I love that. I I hate cliffhangers at commercials. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't get into Lost because they go to a commercial break and I'd come back like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like I don't even know yeah. what's going on with this show. Whereas this one, <laughs> they kind of like you said, they use. It's almost like when you watch a play on stage and like you finish the act and then the curtains draw and they open mm -hmm. back up and now you're back to the next the next segment of whatever it is they're trying to say. Yeah. And this did well. Like you, they they do this. He talks to his parents. They tells them about the secret, and he told Lana. And then we get a really—I might be jumping slightly ahead—but we get a really good scene between Lana and Lois. Yeah, which I really liked, um, especially when I got older and I could really understand like why I liked it because you had the boy, like the girlfriend to the boy, talking to what would be the wife of the man 
eventually. And we and, know that. Right. And their like, banter was funny because she's like, you know, if I could get a boy, if I had a man like Clark to look up to, it'd be her, whatever she'd she She'd be says. the luckiest girl Look, in the yeah. world. Yeah. Something to that effect. Something to that effect. And you're kind of like, oh, but you will oh, be. I know something you don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't know it, but we do. And then, and then you start to think like, because I remember when they marketed this, um, they revealed, they leaned more towards Lana dying. And it was all like the misdirection was pointed towards her. And then this scene was kind of like, shit, maybe that is what's going to happen. I had chills. I remember when they ran, when I saw the first leaked footage of that, I had legitimate chills because I was like, they're not going to kill her. No friggin' way. And then I see this scene between the two of them. And that's what made me think of that. And it had a nice little, I, I anything time travel, I am like obsessed with and love. So the mm-hmm. fact that this used that, it was just another thing about this episode I like so much. And they had that little part where um, Lois is trying to reach her ding-dongs. I, I, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I watched I, – I, whenever we talk about an episode, I try to watch it twice. So that I watch it the first time for entertainment and then the second time for detail. Smart. And when I watched it for entertainment and they started talking – like all of a sudden they're showing – Later on in the episode where, like, the, the sink is overflowing and she's un- unconscious on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Why? Mm-hmm. This is... And then when I watched it the second time, I put that together that Lana saves her from falling because she approaches her to talk about the situation that she was just put in. What's, what's interesting about that, and I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, was that when you look at this episode... Clark actually saves the lives of both of the women in his future, vice his dad. Because he saves Lana by going back in time and essentially choosing her over his father, not unbeknownst to him. Mm-hmm. But then he saves Lois from getting electrocuted on the floor. So he pretty much maps out his own destiny as a boy and as a man in the wow. span of like three minutes. That is deep, yo. It's pretty crazy. Like I, like, I remember watching it like, holy crap, I just came up with something. And then later on, somebody's going to listen to this and be like, yeah, we do that on purpose. Like, You're like, look at me. Look at me. I'm smart. Wait, Copy. I'm not smart? Why am Copy. I not smart? Copyright Alfred Go, Miles Millar. <laughs> but then, um, so yeah, so. Yeah. The second time through, you see all the, like, I saw all the, the, the mist or the, the, the mist interactions. Mm-hmm which weren't apparent the first time through like this is a show this is an episode and not all of them are like this that you could watch twice and go oh the second time around that doesn't usually happen with a cw show no not at all there's very very few times do you miss it until like recently with the flash and earth 2 and earth 3 and yeah, that's a just a lot of fan. information Holy that, shit. there's a difference explaining that is like quantum physics like all right look this is how DC works because and that's it. That's all you got to know. <laughs> Just don't worry <laughs> about anything else. They um, so they have this thing and they have the banter and then they go to the the senator. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. Cut to Clark talking to Chloe and I always loved their relationship. Um, yes, because it was very much like that was his real childhood best friend. Like they kind of mm-hmm. kicked Pete to the curb. Get rid of the only just shy of literally. <laughs> Get rid of the only black guy on the show, the only one in all of Kansas that yeah, that but survives. he was he was not a very good actor. No, he wasn't. It wasn't a good character either. No, but anywho, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, and I, I liked it because even the first time you watch it, um, well, no, I would say the second time because the first time you're not 100 percent sure that he's in a time travel, 
mm-hmm. you can see all the stuff they put in there just for like the time travel over purposes. the top things that ah you can't fire me i quit type yeah. of thing yeah yeah those were like way out like why did that just happen type things but you let it go yeah you're like what the hell is the point of that and then later on he's like oh this secretary's gonna get these flowers and this guy's gonna get fired and don't three of the most random things to ever happen in his world and they all happen to happen within that five seconds so yeah. that he could prove that he time traveled one one thing that i like that always caught me about this show was chloe like if you ever watch Watch Chloe and now you're watching the whole thing again. Watch her consistency because here's a character that I love. I love Allison Mack. I thought she was awesome. Mm-hmm. But she runs this wall of weird on the torch and mm-hmm. she's into all this weird stuff. But every, no, I won't say every time, 90% of the time that Clark comes up to her with like, you'll never guess what the hell just happened in Smallville. She's like, ghosts don't exist. I'm like, really? Oh, ghosts. <laughs> you're questioning this? Like, a, like, you have an alien for a best friend. You've ran into mutants, you've ran a leech guy, you've been frozen, and the thing you're going to question now is ghosts, or or you're going to question time travel. At this point, she should just be like, all right. All right, can you give me some details? Yeah. Because I'd like to figure this out. Yeah, my, my favorite reaction of the show was when Clark first mentioned, and it's early on in season one, I think it's like the second episode, that he was hovering above the bed. Mm-hmm. And he tells his dad, and his dad's like, oh man, if you start... Defying gravity, we're into all new territory. I really, I just, I watched that episode the other day, and I'm like, I really hope they make this like a wet dream joke, and they yeah. didn't. They were better than that. They, they were definitely, that was a different time though. You couldn't do that on TV back then. It's like in between All in the Family, where there was no rules, and now where there's the, like yeah, they course corrected too yeah, far, too many rules. But the um, but yeah, he presents her with this thing and. He tells her that he told Lana and how did she react and all this and pretty much looking to his best his best friend for advice. And then they go to the senator thing and I was that was one thing I was never really a fan of was the political side story. Like I always found that it was kind of like, do we really have to go this route? Does Lex really have to be the senator now so that later on we understand why he ran for president and why they were there was that flash of him in an all white suit being covered yeah. in blo- yeah. Yes, why not? Why the and hell it, not? <laughs> it was it was very very much soap opera. Like when they started, Oh yeah. Everything to do with Jonathan Kent was soap opera. Like, oh, he's got a triple bypass and we don't have any donors and it's like man, the only <laughs> thing we're missing is the the zooming in slowly camera on the doctor <laughs> and his evil twin brother showing up with a, a, yeah. an evil twin brother mustache. Just <laughs> yeah. twir- twirling his mustache. Like I'm Joe Kent. Yeah, and but I always they, thought uh, that that I thought that 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 lo- that storyline was very opposite his character because in this episode specifically, um, there is a, a a confrontation between him and Lionel, and Lionel brings up some very good points about oh, like yeah. I'm kind of surprised you did this. Be see, you know, you're gonna be in the public eye, and you have an alien for a son. Like, why would why would you sign up for this job? But it, hey, it didn't good make on any you. Sense. It made no sense. Like, wh- what? Like, you're gonna be a senator? Like, even Clark when he's older, he's like, I gotta get a job where I'm in places where nobody's gonna question me, but there's danger around. I'll be a reporter. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, his dad's like, I got an alien for a kid in the fucking spaceship in the barn. Let's be a senator. Well, I mean, they did. They did. If I'm not mistaken, because I haven't seen this yet but if i remember correctly he 
starts to become the senator just to fight Lex. Yes. To prevent Lex from becoming the senator. Correct. Which was weird because, like, any... And they do a little bit of it, I think, in the earlier on episodes of this season or the season four, where Lex starts, like, I want all the dirt you can on Jonathan Kent. And, again, back to this, like, if I'm Jonathan Kent and I know that this is the one bald-headed bastard on the planet that I can't trust and is after my son's secret, why would I run against this man? Like, why would I get into a ring with him? Yeah, yeah that's just, it's a mistake. At least back up a different candidate, like, hey, Pete Ross's dad's pretty good, and, you know, like, let's, let's just... Pete Ross? Him. Who's Pete Ross? Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, black sheriff. <laughs> oh, man, the sheriffs. I don't want to get started uh. with the sheriffs of Smallville. But, uh, yeah, so they, they have the senator thing, and Obviously, inevitable, the inevitable happens, and Jonathan Kent wins, and mm-hmm. everybody's there at the party, and Lana tells Clark, like, yeah, I'll marry you, and you're like, oh, here we go. He's dead. <laughs> she goes to die! we know that's not how this story goes, because he sure as hell isn't getting divorced, even though, like, what? Ten years later, Superman's gonna kill a man and snap his neck. He oh, be stop it! Actually, Continue. What's, what's funny? What's funny about this when you think about it? He could have because a year after this, he becomes an illegitimate father. <laughs> Seven years after that, he snaps the guy's neck. I mean, divorced is like that's good. not really that high on the list of negatives in no. comparison. So, but uh, but yeah, so um, so that's the thing and. Everybody's celebrating, and Lois comes out like, yeah, we win. Woohoo! And um, Lana goes to visit Lex. Now, this is, I didn't understand why this happened. And I feel like I would understand it better if I had watched episodes, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. You but the fact, that it, she, yeah. the fact that she left really, really bothered me. And because I didn't, I haven't rewatched the other ones, I felt like it was just a heavy handed plot device. Yeah, yeah. This to is, get her into a situation. This is why, like an episode like this, though I would recommend it to anyone for its storytelling and the way it shoots almost every scene, it's why Smallville is such a hard show for me to tell people to watch. Because there's no jumping off point. There's very, no. very few. And this proves it. Like I can't tell somebody, like, yeah, jump onto this episode of Smallville and watch it from there forward. Because you need some backstory. Like in this one, you have to know that Lana was fed up with Clark's BS and had been working with Lex to find out his secret. That's why he ran to her. Or mm-hmm. she ran to him. Sorry. Right. Um, and you have to know that they were getting close. Um, right. And I remember that it was just it was just the specific timing. Right. Like, exactly. Like, like that was just piss poor timing. Like she just accepted a, a wedding proposal. Or marriage proposal, and her soon-to-be father-in-law just won the candidacy. So, like, why are you leaving? Yeah, that's especially it. to go see the loser to see Lex Luthor. <laughs> like, that's who, just a mistake. Who got drunk really fast? I mean, I yeah. get he was like hammering him, but when when she got, do there, you realize he like seventy-five to eighty-five percent of the scenes that he's in, he's drinking? I always thought that was cool. Like I'm like, because <laughs> drinking is cool. I want to be this guy. Like he's just all he does is hang out. He closes his laptop every time somebody comes in the room, and he pours a scotch. Like yes. who, who doesn't want to be that? And he does go after considerably younger women. 
Oh, man. Every freaking... Well, you know what? I don't blame him because if there's one thing I learned from Smallville, it's that everybody is good looking unless they have a bug power. If they have a bug power, they're not good looking. They're if not they're, good looking. Other than that, they're great. It's like there's no unattractive people in Smallville. Well, th- there are some unattractive heavyset people, but by the end of the episode, they're much thinner and better looking as oh, well. Oh, yeah. That Amy happens. Adams. <laughs> that fat suit Amy Adams before she was who she is now. I love that. I like when you go back and watch these and you're like, hey, look, Wentworth Miller. Like, <laughs> I re- Amy I re- Adams. Who <laughs> um, later on plays Lois Lane and it's like, fuck, man, I don't care. DC doesn't get enough credit. Oh, my God. Like when you like when you watch Man of Steel and I know a lot of people, it was such a like a back and forth with that movie. Mm-hmm. I like the movie. I think Smallville is why I liked the movie because there's two two schools of thought with that movie. There's those that watched Smallville, grew up on it, and then transitioned to Man of Steel, and there's those that were just like, I know Superman, and then tried to watch it. And Man of Steel borrows so much from this show. Now, they yes. don't, they can't do it to the extent because um, of time constraints. Like, we're talking, this is the 100th episodes. That's 100 episodes in which Smallville got to a point where we saw in, what, 40 minutes when Jonathan Kent dies by a tornado to protect his son's secret? Mm-hmm. So it, there's a there's a big time constraint there, but actors it had like six actors from the show, the look of the characters, callbacks like Sullivan Auto and the mm-hmm. Fordham Boy, I mean there were so many callbacks to this show that I was like man Zack Snyder if you only if I don't even know if you watch the show or not but good job like <laughs> fuck as a Smallville fan I'm happy and he like even Henry Cavill having the fucking Clark Kent mop top haircut when he's like supposed to be in college and he still looks old as shit (laughs) all right whatever uh but like little things like that i thought were cool and like you're saying with this show they um they do this thing with lex and lana and it's uh what was i say it's very similar to later on when you have like kevin spacey and lois and it's very lex luther their conversation together Mm -hmm. um he does this transition from like um, drunk to okay well she's soothing me to bam full on Lex when he's in her face like the only reason you'd marry him is if he told you his secret and you're like man the only way this could be better is if it was Clancy Brown's voice <laughs> saying that because it's such a great Lex moment he he Michael Rosenbaum he was one of one of if not the best Lex Luthor absolutely um he like I feel like I feel like he should be a much bigger star than he actually is. Did, didn't get enough credit. No, he didn't. He played. He like okay. I would have much rather seen Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor than Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal yeah, of Lex. Luthor. I can agree with that. He, and he would have fit in that style of Lex Luthor that Michael played would have fit in much better in Man of Steel than Eisenberg's. Oh yeah, he he still had that genius appeal mm-hmm. still very modern day um child born into privilege i'll put it yep but also had that same cool and collectiveness that the animated series clancy brown lex had yes um and i, I thought he was great the show when he left the show because it was just his time like mm-hmm. i was like holy fuck we were in uh, such a dark period 
Then he came back as like a a robot, didn't he? Or like he was attached to a, he, a, a truck of some sort. I well, that like. wasn't him. That was just a, a body double. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, then, I, I, yeah, but yeah, right. The character of Lex, right? Yeah, yeah. he was in like a Bane mask, and he's like, "Make your choice." And I'm like, "Fuck, man." Oh, what are they doing? And yeah. They, and then they had, then they had the the older clone of Lex come back, who was played by the same motherfucker that played Daxer in Man of Steel. Again, a callback to Spider-Man. Wow. I'm like, wow, oh, shit, man. Nice. <laughs> but when he came back for the finale, it was like one of the best announcements ever. I remember people went nuts. They're like, yes, mm-hmm. he's back. And it's reasons like this episode as to why. Because he's in it for what? 12 minutes? If maybe? May- and, let's say six minutes twice. Yeah. Yeah. And they're awesome scenes. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't, that's all you need. The and they he, seem like they're the same scene, but they are completely opposite of each other. Yep, two different, two completely different emotions, mm-hmm. um, all with the same outcome, which is pretty cool. My only, real quick, my only other favorite Lex, I think my second favorite Lex moment, um, is in the, not the Absolute Justice episode, the Justice, I think it's just like Justice for, just, whatever the first one was, with just the six of them or something, okay. when he's got the Flash trapped and he's like, you're in a pressure sensitive, you're in a, that, the, the floor to that cell is pressure sensitive, stop moving and you'll get electrocuted. And then he presses the button. I'm like, that's so comic book. It's yes. so Lex. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and in this, he freaks out Lana with his Lex Luthor-like way and she freaking hits him in the head with something. I can't remember what it was. Like she, first she throws a drink in his face and then runs. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And then he chases her down and right. causes her to die. <laughs> Which, oh man, if there are like television accidents that were filmed fantastic, that oh my god, like, that was amazing! Holy crap, that was awesome! Like, bus comes out of nowhere, hits her. Clark For two thousand six, especially, that know, was an amazing effect. <laughs> a moment that again gets overshadowed, and there's so many great moments in this episode. And one that gets overshadowed is the look on Rosenbaum. Lex Luthor's face when Clark comes out of nowhere at that yes. accident scene. Like, he's like, holy he's shit. He's off to the side and slightly back, and it's not a real... Uh, he. It, it is just trying... You're watching his face as he's trying to take in all the information. There is no, oh my god, I understand now. There is the, what the fuck did I just see happen? Yeah. Because he's still getting over the fact that he killed directly Lana, call, yeah. killed Lana. Like, it was because of him. So he's he's a very very good actor. Oh man, Fantastic. should be higher regarded. But anyway, yeah, um, so yeah, Lana dies horribly. She actually gets hit by a bus in a car, <laughs> like man. like literally a school bus. And you notice how every school bus in this show always says "Go Crows." Yeah, every yeah. one of them. Every time you see a school bus, there's some sort of celebration going. Good, they had school pride. This they did. Uh, so that and, happens. He yeah. goes to the fortress. He's like t- talking to Ghost Dad, you know, please save her and Terrence Stamp, awesome callback. Yeah. Uh, oh, real quick, sixty de- six degrees to my other favorite superhero, Daredevil. Terrence Stamp played Stick and Electra. Just yes. putting that out there. So uh, <laughs> he's like, you only get one shot at this, but trust me, there'll be consequences. And Clark's like, don't give up, fuck. Grabs a crystal. It's <laughs> like I'm saving her. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Then uh, next thing you know, he's back in the friggin' loft and. Long story short, the same thing happens all over again, except this time he's like, oh, I just wanted to see if you want to go for a walk. She gets upset. Yeah, peels out on him. And then freaking, uh, we cut back to everything over again. This time, no Lana and Lois scene, which is what 
that you were saying before. That's right. Right. Um, well, right. we have we we have the no Lois and Lana scene. Yep. We have the full explanation of time travel. Yep. Which is via via roses firing and Chinese noodles. Mm. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I love TV sometimes. You know, I really do. <laughs> you gotta love how one thing with time travel on shows and movies is the character. Okay, let, let's say shit happened in between, right? Clark was talking to Lana about the proposal and everything, mm-hmm. and then some things happen, and then he ends up with the planet, and then those things happen in succession. Right. Well, Clark didn't propose to Lana. So certain things didn't happen. So how would he get to the planet at the exact same moment in which all of these things happen again? Not important. Moving on. So anyway. <laughs> just, do, do. Look, something shiny. Keep yep. moving. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, so they do all that again. And then he's like, you got to stay next to Lana no matter what. And then we get time travel manifest destiny. Like you can't avoid it. Uh-huh. Um, then I think it goes right to, back to the Senate Senate thing, right? Uh, Yes. Clark's like, I'm supposed to be wearing this suit, so this is the suit I'm going to pick again. Puts that on. <laughs> well, I don't think he has many suits. Probably not. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's wearing, wearing the same suit at the end of the episode as well. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Now that I think about it. This is my go-to. It's either this red jacket or this suit. Fuck red, it. blue, and black. Those are the only colors he wore. You know, did you know that this show, every single episode, has uses those color schemes? Yeah. Like there's always red, blue, or yellow? Yes. Oh man, it's a little details. Purpose, like that that purposefully, I, because he's fucking Superman. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I love it. Like it, it's little details the, like that that make the, it awesome. It was me. like an episode, like four. He has to pick out a shirt for a date, and he's and he's running it past Chloe, and she's like, "Oh, blue, blue's a good color on you," and she puts it up to him. I'm like, "Case fucking Superman." <laughs> <laughs> of like, course, God, blue looks good on him. God damn it, woman! <laughs> what the hell? So. Yes, they don't do. There is no interaction between him and his parents. Nope. Um, and that's uh, it. Jonathan gets the phone call from Lionel. Well, we know now we, he got it before, but we didn't know who it was. Right now and we know that, that's and that phone call brings him to in the first timeline brings him to the crash site, which the struggle between him and his son, as you know, his son is standing over the love of his life's mm-hmm. dead body. Yep. You know, if I was Superman. And I had, you know, that strength. I don't think my dad could stop me. That's a good point. I didn't, but like, you just blew my freaking mind. Like, how the hell is his dad able to hold him back? <laughs> exactly. He literally just sped to the scene. I feel at this point, it's like no old barred. I'll flip this damn car. <laughs> so yeah, but there's no, there's that interaction is skipped. Which, um, when the accident doesn't happen, it's it comes really close to happening because. At the party, Chloe says, I lost Lana. Yeah. And, it's like and Clark doesn't look at her and go, you had one fucking job. <laughs> one job. Come on. <laughs> Son a of fucking, a bitch. You're a reporter. How do you lose somebody? This is all you had to do in life. He looks at his watch and he's like, shit, I should have set an alarm. It's 1101. <laughs> there are a lot of fucking flip phones in this show also. I don't know if you noted that as well. <laughs> Everybody has a flip phone. It. Yeah. It's like, man, we got to promote something. Flip phones. <laughs> fucking everybody in Nokia has a truck, awesome car insurance, and flip, flo- flip yeah, phones. Yeah. Yes. 
I will agree with that. <laughs> so they, what happened? So uh, Jonathan gets the call. Clark runs. He stops the bus. Lana just keeps on driving. No, Lana no, th- stops, and Lex is like, "Come here, I'll I'll console you." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, and the all right. Well, let's just f- forget it ever happened. Yep. And at that moment, he's. I don't think it's important, but he, Lex is holding her, like like touching her arm, and Pa Kent drives by. Yeah, that was I don't, a good. Oh man, that was a good look. Like, yeah, like you bitch. That's what I. That's what I want it to be, but it's not. I don't think it is. It was just kind of one of those like, oh well, now we know who's dying instead. <laughs> good job, Clark. Friggin'. So then we get the uh, Jonathan Kent at the farm, which I liked. I liked this because, like I said before, the nineteen seventy eight movie. He died after telling Clark, like, you're here for a reason, not to yes. play football. And I guess that was his purpose. But in this one, he died protecting his secret. And it's one of, like I said before, it's one of the things that a lot of people didn't like in Man of Steel. They're like, why didn't he speed up and save his dad? Because the whole point was his dad had to die to protect his secret, to show, like, I'm sacrificing for you so that later on you can sacrifice for others. Right. And he does the same thing here. And it was a cool little scene where, like, he beats the shit out of Lionel Luther for a little bit. Yeah, I and, never liked Lionel. Ah, man, I didn't either. Yeah. But that, I guess that's a sign of a good actor when John Glover can make you, like, hate somebody. <laughs> um, though I felt bad for him in dissension when he fucking when he died. Because he, really, he was legitimately trying to do the right thing. And Lex is like, boop, goodbye. Fucking pushes him out the window. Um, but in this Point. episode, even though he's like supposed to be good Lionel, quote unquote, mm-hmm. he's still acting like a dick. Yes. Um, and Jonathan Kent's like not on my watch and beats the fuck out of him, and then you get this heart attack out of nowhere, which he'd been taking medication for for the last like three or four seasons, I think. Mm-hmm. And I liked again, good callback. He walks out onto the road, the same, almost in the exact same manner in which. The uh, I can't remember the actor play his name now, killing me. But his father died in the nineteen seventy eight movie. Yeah, in the original, yeah. Um, awesome, like final look at Martha and Clark, and then just that's it. Jonathan Kent is done, and uh, you get this moment with Tom Welling, where he's kind of like, "Fuck, this is what I did." Yeah. And it, and then you finally realize a couple years like I mean, was it the same year that man the DC characters Batman and Superman they do everything for tail like <laughs> everything Batman's like fuck the cowl well like, we and we we breezed past it earlier but or before um Jonathan leaves the party we find out that Lois upstairs is about to die. <laughs> Because she has fallen, because Lana wasn't there to save her, and for some reason, apparently knocked over a powered toaster, and the sink is overflow. Uh, like it, situational danger. I don't know where the toaster came from, but yeah. But Clark saves her. Yeah, which in, there's a delay. They're not getting back to the house. I don't know why they're both back at the house so soon. Because there's still a fucking party going on. Yeah, and you know what? That that whole saving Lois thing. When you think about it and you look at the, the episode in a, as a whole, right, mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything for the plot. Like, it, it, it's really only there for Clark to save Lois and to show that 
oh shit, time time affected something else. Something's different. But yeah. it doesn't doesn't move the plot at all. Doesn't do anything. No. Um, but yeah, it just yeah, waylays yeah. him maybe a little bit. I don't yeah. know. So we get the death scene with Jonathan Ken, and you know it's one thing for a show to have an awesome death scene, mm-hmm. but it's another thing for a show to have two awesome death scenes <laughs> that like not only weigh on the show but weigh on the audience where they're like not Lana because I was like my heart was no. pounding like this cannot happen I have not had enough time googling this woman and then you have another one where you're like alright Lana's safe and then they kill Jonathan Ken you're like not Bo Duke come not on Bo oh yeah. no we are so fucked like, and, and, and the the I always like a good, solid funeral scene in a show. <sighs> this is like top three for me. This this one because Easily. I this and there's uh, the a Firefly funeral scene which ended the whole series. But it is phenomenal, oh, silent, okay. emotionally ri- heart wrenching. One and, one of the best scenes filmed on the show. Yeah, yeah, and you see the 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 loss of the relationship between him and Lana. You see him like right in front of you having to become a man. Like now he knows what it is to deal with the, the decisions that he's, he has made or will make or so like it, it's a different, he is a different Clark at the end of this episode than he was at the beginning because he's gone through every horrific possibility in one 45 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like he's watched the love of his life die. He's yeah. watched his father die. Like what the, what the freak is left? Like yeah. it's crazy. No. That's... And I mean, again, the soundtrack, I, this show, man, they it, nail it, it every it, time. I, you know what? Every time, every episode that I watch, I'm like, Oh, I loved this song. And I haven't I, heard this song forever. <laughs> I grieve by Peter Gabriel still. Like, I'm like, man, this is so depressing, but it's such a great song. Do you remember this episode? Oh. And they like, they, and it's the little things they do. Like they have the episode, they have Lex in the background. And they have that, that freaking masterfully filmed handhold hey, between uh, Lana and Clark. And then they have like Lionel Cross behind Martha. And you're like, oh, see where that's going. He's like, oh, I'm moving in on this. Give me a little, give me a little Ma Kent action. Which, funny enough, it's called foreshadowing. Did did you notice that the the Ma Kent's like similar to Aunt May in the Marvel Universe got like progressively hotter? Yes. Like like, it was like, oh man, Annette O'Toole, she's not that bad. Like what, 50? Pretty good looking. Now all of a sudden it's like Diane Lane, and you're like, okay. (laughs) Next thing you know, it's like Margot Robbie. (laughs) I I can't wait for that movie. Yeah, reboot 2027. But the but oh man, then he picks up the dirt and he drops the dirt and when he stands up and he's got the angel behind him and his mom's looking at him like this is like you said, this is not my boy anymore. Like yeah. he's he's now a man. Um and uh oh man, there's just so much. I thought it was it was interesting that this Martha because, you know, why'd you say that name? And she puts on pearls. She puts on pearls. I'm like, oh, man, don't tell me she's going to get shot. That, <laughs> what a twist. Like, holy shit. And, and, and that, was, that was such a minute little bit to the scene. But that shows how Clark now has to, in some way, shape, or form, take the role of Jonathan on. He has to be the man of the house now, if you will. I didn't even think about that. That's because she, the, halfway through the episode, she was trying to put on those pearls, and, and Jonathan had to help her. 
I oh man, I gotta go back and watch it. I swear to I swear I've seen this episode like seven times. I have never caught that. It, and it's and the only reason I remember that is because he says the best line that I've ever heard come out of Jonathan Kent's mouth, and it's when she she goes, uh, you know, it'll be a pretty pretty big win for you, and he goes, the biggest win of my life is when I won your love. As he's putting mm-hmm. on the necklace right. of his wife, aww. Oh crap! Yeah, but I just never made the correlation to Clark yeah. putting them on. I just it always hit me like, hey, there's another Martha putting on pearls. <laughs> you went a different direction. It happens. But I, uh, but yeah, man, the funeral scene was was fantastic, and I liked that later on they mirrored it when Lex died, and he kind of has this like inner turmoil where his best friend. I mean, obviously not the same effect because mm-hmm. the the emotions weren't the same, but his. The, the way they did the funeral was was very well done. So it's like, man, if there's one thing we do good on a small vote, it's death. Like, <laughs> we it. do death right. We've got this. <laughs> but, um, All right, that's yeah, that's that's it. This is a phenomenal show. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. I like I said earlier to you when we were talking on the phone, I'm like, I'm waiting for someone to pick a show that I don't like so I can (laughs) argue because all these episodes are just blowjob fests for the fucking show. Every episode is I love this show. It's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. So, all right, um, watch fucking Smallville. Oh, man. Really? It is not. Okay, the first two seasons were Monster of the Week. Yeah. 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 Like, first two seasons of the show, uh, every, well, just shy of every episode, there was a new monster for him to to battle because of Meteor Rocks. Yeah. And And then it found its footing. It got you familiarized with the universe and the people and the players, and this is the situation that he's in. And then it worked into, if you like CW drama, this is where it comes from. <laughs> and, and like we said before, it doesn't get enough credit. I mean, let's let's really quick. First introduction of Cyborg. First uh, live action Aquaman. Mm-hmm. First live action Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. First live action Wonder Twins. <laughs> Which you know you're scraping them. I mean, Booster Gold. Like yes. this show did so much. Like if you're Kid a fan, Flash, yeah. If you're like a younger fan of these things and you have not gone back and watched Smallville, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's like it's like liking the movies that are out now and not having seen the 1978 Batman. Or I'm sorry, 1978 Superman and the 1989 Batman. Like you got to do your due diligence and you got to go back and watch what sprung these up. And these these shows are truly family friendly. Yes. Like like you could sit there with there's very very little if any like sexual connotations in this show. It is if there is it's always ends in a a negative a negative end. Mm-hmm. Like outside of that or love. Like they're in a relationship, they're progressing, so on and so forth. It's never gratuitous, if you will. And if it is gratuitous, someone's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> like what? that's the way it happens. Family friendly, one of my favorite memories of my grandparents, they they both passed now, but they loved this show. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they told me they loved Smallville, every time a season came out, I was buying it for them on DVD. Nice. And we would watch like an episode here, an episode there together. My grandmother loved Clark and Lana, and my grandpa thought Superman was this was awesome. He's like, this is like when I read it in the comic books, and I'm like, ah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that, but sure. <laughs> okay, but, you remember it fondly. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> that's all that but, matters. It's such a such a fantastic show, and really, like it it does. You when you watch it, you can see how it paved 
paved the foundation for the things that we love now, and mm-hmm. it's why Flash is one of the best shows on friggin' television. Absolutely. And not for nothing, there's every type of eye candy ever on the show. Holy For every gender, for every type. You like brunettes, you like blondes, you like redheads, you like... I I mean, Tom Welling is a good-looking motherfucker. I'm really okay in saying that. (laughs) He he really is. And I just want to get two things on record really quick. Best, my favorite, uh, outside of Kristen Kirk, were always Alicia, the teleporting girl. Okay. And the shape-shifting... Kawachi Indian girl. Ah, uh, not the shapeshifter from season one. Who, no, no, no. Tana, she was just something there. Whatever her name is, she was freaking crazy. But the, uh, but also to get this other thing on record, I would like to see Tom Welling, and I'm saying this here because more people listen to this and they'll be like, "Hey, we heard it on that podcast." If he comes back on the CW universe as like a Kingdom Come esque older Superman with like his hair kind of grayed. I swear to God, the world's going to explode because they would have. <laughs> well, at least your world will explode. <laughs> they would have linked twenty, almost twenty years of TV in one swoop. Yeah, that's crazy. Easily, easily, and it and it is so doable. Like they 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 just started uh, putting Superman on Supergirl. Yes. And and there was the rumors because Tom Welling was doing a CBS show or trying to do a CBS show that he was going to be the Superman. And I was I was okay with that. Same. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was okay with it. The fact that if they like you look at him now, he's still Tom fucking Welling. He is. Okay? He's Throw a little gray in that hair. It is perfect. Them. Perfect. Talk about that Superman on CW in the news portion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for, yet again, thanks. I appreciate it. Now I have to watch more of it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we're going to we're gonna talk some, some quick news. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. This weekend, the 6th through the 9th, marks the 2016 New York Comic Con. And if you happen to be in the area and we're lucky enough to get tickets, swing on by to booth 2254 the Blue Juice Comics booth. Yours truly will be there selling good old-fashioned comic books. And if you mention this ad, you can get a free hug. So come on down, booth 2254, Blue Juice Comics. It's going to be a good time. Also this weekend, the Metropolis Gallery, located at 36 West 37th Street, it's on the 6th floor, it's in Manhattan, it's a, it's a building, uh, they're going to be doing their Greg Hildebrandt retrospective. The gallery opening is Friday night, October 7th, from 6 to 10 p.m. Come on in, take a look at some amazing artwork done by Greg Hildebrand and some other pieces by the Hildebrand brothers. Over 65 pieces will be on display. So check out the show notes. There'll be links to that so you can get more information. I hope to see you there. Don't forget to check out geekaid.com where you can get tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more. And we're back. Thanks for paying attention to the commercials. Um, so we're just going to talk some news real quick because we ran a little long on the first half of the show, which I fully expected because it's goddamn Smallville. Yep. Um, okay. The newest final trailer for Luke Cage came out. And jinkies. I mean, that. I, I, after watching that trailer, I don't know. I think. I think I'm just shy of being good enough that I don't even have to watch the show. Hey, you know what? Like, <laughs> I have this rule where 
when something catches me the first time and I feel like I've seen enough of it where I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't have to see it anymore. They got me. I'm sold. I don't want to see anything else because I don't want to get spoiled. Mm-hmm. But I've watched each trailer for Luke Cage just because everyone has gotten progressively better and better. And I'm like, they've they've crushed this show already. Like they've yeah. already, I will already say it's it's probably going to be second, if not to par, with Daredevil season one because that's still my favorite. I'm biased, but <laughs> but yeah, this we, looks so we've perfect. had some, we've had some conversations on this show about the best Marvel Netflix show and we're not going to get into that because there were there were some heated things said and it's unfortunate (laughs) feelings were hurt (laughs) feelings were hurt lines were drawn um but all right so we are recording this on monday the 26th yeah and friday the 30th is that when it's dropping yeah, that's the premiere. Yep. Oh, drop a premiere. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Friday the thirtieth. So Friday the thirtieth. So, yeah, yeah. I have my weekend planned. Yeah, that's the do not disturb button for a couple, couple good <laughs> shut, hours. Shut off the phone. You know, you got to do what you got to do because I, a Netflix Marvel show. It's they have yet to fuck any of them up. You know, none we, of them were bad. We just talked about Smallville. And how, in, in our opinion, it was shared that Smallville was essentially groundbreaking to superhero television. Mm-hmm. If you asked me what the next wave in groundbreaking superhero television would be, it's the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. I, mean, it, I can't say like The Flash and The Arrow because they pretty much follow what Smallville laid out. But right. these shows are like the the next step forward where they're really 13-hour movies. And yes. No holes barred. Anything goes. To an extent, this is what you're getting. Mm-hmm. That's the next thing. And yes. each one of them has been great. You can tell that this is just going to be just like the other ones were. <laughs> Which is awesome. I'm really okay with that. Um, next up, all right, I, a buddy of mine, um, Dan Ryan from the Paper Cuts podcast and Why I Love Wrestling, I have the means to get things through nefarious methods. And he, he asked me to acquire a show for him. And it was a rando pull for me. Like, I did not expect him to say this. And he asked me to get him Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that is a good pull. All right. And I did. And then, like, four days later, this this article pops up on my screen saying TNT is announcing the return of Tales from the Crypt. So whenever I see something <laughs> like that, I then... Bring it over to Facebook, and my standard comment, along with the link to said article, is I'm just going to leave this here. You're <laughs> welcome. And then I move about my business. Now, I loved Tales from the Crypt, and I feel like I should be saying when I was growing up, because I honest to God don't remember when I watched it, but I felt like I shouldn't be watching it because That's of probably, my age at the time. That's probably accurate. I think it's the same for me. And, when, when it was popular, I wasn't... The target audience, that's no. for goddamn sure. Um he he brought up a very good point though. It's going it's gonna be brought back to TNT, which is not known for its raciness, if you will. This was an HBO show. True. Yep. This is one that's of the original true. HBO shows, and it was an HBO show. There were boobs galore. There was horrible violence. Like yeah. This was a, an HBO show, not to the level of like Game of Thrones, because now everybody's desensitized, so they got to raise the bar higher. But he said, I'm wary. I'm wary that it's going to TNT. And 
I didn't. I, I said, hmm, that's, that's an interesting thought. Let me think about it. And my response to that is, Tales from the Crypt was always about the story. And it had a very car- a cartoony surrounding to it. That yeah. it took a decent story and made it visually stimulating. If they, like right now, television, good television is very story driven. If they do the stories right, the show will be fine. Yeah, they, I mean, they always had that uh, that anthology like storytelling that like creep movies like Creep Show and stuff like that had. Where oh, I loved Creep Show. Um, you had all these like separate things, and they broke it up nicely with the Crypt Keeper, which mm-hmm. kind of had this like Freddy Krueger esque thing about it, where you're terrified of this thing, but at the same time they're making you laugh, mm-hmm. which is almost like a Joker like character. Right, right, right. Um, and yeah, I, it was it's a, it was a weird cross between the Joker and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what TNT would do with something like this because their TNT knows drama and TBS knows comedy, right? Is that something to that effect? Yeah, that's their catchphrases. Yeah, so I I can see where it's going. I I don't know what to expect from M Night because he's like, I like, I really like some of his stuff, and then some of it is like, why? Why even bother? Yeah, that's that's him. Okay, he's as unpredictable as his friggin' plot twist at the end of his <laughs> what goddamn <a> twist. movies. <laughs> like you're like, well, I, I okay, so Six Sense awesome and Avatar. Owl? <laughs> what yeah. was that one where the trees were killing people? The happening. That's what the one. I, what? No. <laughs> what? Oh. So yeah, I, I'm gonna definitely check it out. It's supposed to be coming uh, towards the end of 2017, so yeah, we're way ahead, we're way ahead of the curve on that one. Um, I saw this and it made me so happy. I am a huge fan of the the show Archer. Oh man, I gotta get on this one. I love this show because it's like if I was to hang out with my friends long enough. Like they, these, this is how we would end up talking to each other, and that's exactly what I see every time H. John Benjamin and Aisha Tyler get on the screen. <laughs> um, they were renewed for uh, another three seasons, so that's a total of ten. Oh wow! If Pretty good. Picked up through season ten, yes. And the only difference is, I think they're only going to be ten episode seasons. Yeah, it was or they are. 10 and going to 8 or something. I saw they were 13 article. and they're going to 10. That's yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. But um, like the 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 show has taken a lot of twists and turns. He was a spy, he's not a spy. He was selling coke for a whole season. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh now he's a private eye. And see, this is this is one of those shows where it's like everybody tells me, "Dude, you got to watch this." And I'm like, "I know." And then I just don't watch it for some the, reason. Like I it, it's got- it's on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. And it's one of those shows that you can consciously put it on in the background and walk away from it. And every time you throw your attention to it, you will laugh. And then you'll want to sit down and watch the whole thing. I guarantee it. Those are the best kinds of shows. You have a very similar sense of humor as I do. I laugh my ass off at this show. I I can only imagine. (laughs) So more Archer, more Gooder. Um, All right. Seeing as we spent a good uh, at least an hour talking about the WBCW, um, we have commented on this show specifically about the fact that CW sucks. They Mm. really don't care about their audience, especially what ended up happening with the whole Hulu thing. Uh, The Hulu Netflix thing. Netflix, blah, 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 blah. Now, I think they heard us 
and they're trying to, 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 to rectify the situation because the CW is bringing an app out and it's going to be on all internet capable boxes at some point in time, whether it be Chromecast, Apple TV, Xbox, Amazon Fire. They're putting out an app so that you can watch all of the CW shows faux free. This was such a genius friggin' idea. It's like the, in the same year, they're like, hey, you know what? After our show's over, three days later, why don't you watch the whole thing on Netflix for eight bucks mm-hmm. of all of them? And now they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Why yeah. don't you watch the whole show on our app for free? I mean, in like, case, you know, you don't. And wait. I guarantee you there will be commercials and shit like that, but that's okay because I don't have to sit yeah. down. At, at, at 8 o'clock on Tuesday to watch whatever comic book show I want to watch. And apparently they're going to have full seasons of show. I mean, this is great. This is the way it should be. Okay, I pay... They, they needed this. Yeah, I pay for internet. Okay, so someone's making money. Now, you can put commercial... Like, Hulu has a commercial-based service, okay, that you can get... For free, or used to. I don't know if they, mm. they were changing that. I don't know if it's still free now, but... I'm not sure. You They had... Uh, they call it minimal commercial breaks, but it's it, it's not a good plan because they showed the same commercial over and over again. But I pay extra to avoid those commercials, which is fine. That's how I, that's how I give the company money that should be coming from commercials because I understand sure. that's how TV works. Yeah. This is, I'm going to be force-fed commercials, I guarantee it, but I'm okay with that because I have the availability to choose what I want to watch when I want to watch it. Absolutely. And they, you know what, when I think of the fall lineup of television, my fucking head explodes because I'm like, how am I supposed to watch all like 70 of the goddamn CW shows that I want to see, plus the three on AMC, plus mm-hmm. the ones that are on ABC that I'm forcing myself to watch, plus mm-hmm. everything else. It's almost, it's improbable for people to watch that much. Mm-hmm. So putting their stuff on an app, knowing that they have the superhero shows that people want, it's it's genius. It's, it's like, literally hey, you know a no-brainer. Yeah, still tune in. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, I had, at one point in time, I had a 70-inch a television in my bedroom, okay? And Damn. it was my own little movie theater. I shut off the lights, lie in bed, and the screen was close enough to me that it literally looked like I was in my own movie theater. It was <laughs> awesome, okay? Things changed, and I spend a little more time in the living room now. So I took that television out of the bedroom and put it in the living room. Now I put my living room TV in the bedroom. Now that was approximately a year and a half ago. Okay, I took, I disconnected my cable box from my bedroom and set it on my nightstand a year and a half ago because I had to get it out of the way to move my television. Okay, I have not attached it again. The only thing that I have running in my bedroom is the Apple tel- Apple TV, which I get mm. my Netflix, I get my Hulu, I get a number of apps because I pay for cable still, like. That is the, the that is how television is watched now, and oh, yeah. I'm hoping that with this CW app, other um, companies will realize this is what they need to do. Eventually, even if they don't do it at the beginning, eventually CW will say, "Hey, you pay us six bucks a month, 
we'll give you commercial free. They, I think everybody needs to get on this this train, just like I think everybody should have their own internet version of their network by now. Absolutely, um, and a good one. Yeah, like cord cutting is is it's what it's inevitable at this point. Mm-hmm. Like cord cutting is still is still difficult because yes. like I can get the AMC or, or that's not even a good example. Um, the FXX channel. Okay, I can get their app because I pay for them via cable. So like when I turn on the FXX app, it says, tell me your cable provider. And if I don't have one, I can't watch it. Yeah, which is fucking weird and backwards. It doesn't make sense. Now, I the amount of monies that they can make by just say, and it doesn't have to be stupid. Like HBO is stupid. They overcharge for their app service. They do. And once Game of Thrones is done, they are fucked. Oh yeah, I, I... I the only reason we have HBO was because the week before the premiere, I called the cable company. I was like, "I'm switching to DirecTV if you don't give me a deal." And they're like, all right, here's HBO for free. I'm like, smart, <laughs> done, I'll win. Yeah. Like that's and if you if like if they just got together and said, "Hey, all all the channels are available on an app. Pay three bucks a channel." Like it, TV needs to be a la carte. And yes. Fios is trying to do that, but they're still bundling their a la carte, which is stupid. I don't want to have to pay for the the, the Spanish channels. Uh, like, don't force me to pay for something that I don't want. Correct. You know, okay. I would I would pay probably just as much money for a solid cable service that I do for like Netflix. If they if I said, all right, I want the one dollar AMC channel, the one dollar. FX channel, the one dollar USA channel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then my bill at the end of the month, forty bucks, and I get I only get the channels that I want to watch. Yeah, I mean we have what eight hundred, probably nine hundred something channels. Stupid, we watch yeah. twenty. Yeah, it's and it's the truth. So I feel that this is this is a very good thing. Plus, I get to see more uh, comic book stuff. That's how I like that. Yes, let's never lose with that. <laughs> All right, and finally, we're going to go through this quickly because I mentioned this last week. Uh, the Emmys happened, and seeing oh, as this yes. is a television podcast, I figured we should at least comment on them. I briefly commented on it, like like very briefly, during the commercial break for last the last episode because we here at this week's episodes are very big fans of Orphan Black and... Best actress in a drama series for the past uh, six years should have gone to Tatiana Maslany, hmm. but she kept getting snubbed. Finally, she got it this year. So, fantastic. Kudos. That, that they're doing right by her. It's the DiCaprio <laughs> scenario. Yeah, it is. Um, real quick, uh, shockingly enough, Game of Thrones won for drama series. I know we're all like surprised. It was, like it was a fucking <laughs> argument. They, they should have just mailed him ahead of time. Put the fucking House Stark damn wolf head on the Emmy. Thing yeah, it, sh- that, it should have been on is. there, right there. Um, all right. I'm going to comedy Veep mm-hmm. uh, miniseries, People vs. OJ. That was getting a lot of critical acclaim this year. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, I did not. <gasps> I, I Listen, there's only so many hours in the day, dude. That's true. Um, <laughs> best TV movie. And I, it, Sherlock, the abominable, the abominable bride. You know, really quick as a Sherlock fan, like it was good, but for it to win this, is weird. actually, it legitimately surprised. And me And I don't like I the it. fact that they call it a TV movie. 
Yes, and it's an hour, it's an hour and a half long. I get that, but that's how they're that's how they're doing their regular television in. Right, it's the, the series. UK. That's how yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, either way, I like Sherlock. I mean, I'm glad it won something. Um, Variety Talk last week with John Oliver. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he is so goddamn funny. He's he is amazing. A genius. Uh, genius. Sketch, co- uh, variety sketch, Key and Peele. Duh. Uh, actor in a comedy series, Jeffrey Tambor for Transparent. I've never watched I, it. Neither have I. But actress in a comedy series, Julia Louise Dreyfus for Veep. I get that. That makes sense. I've heard nothing but good things. Um, actor in a drama series. I think it's Rami Malek. Rami Malik. I think that's how you uh, say his name. I think so. From Mr. Robot. That is a, a that's I agree with that. That's a great pull. That sh- I really enjoy that show. Mm. Uh, Tatiana won. Ba, ba, ba. People versus OJ Simpson. People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah. Downton Abbey. Ba- I, basket. Oh, Baskets is that comedy with um, Zach Galifianakis, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, supporting actress in a comedy, Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. I don't like not. I don't agree with that. I yeah, I mean, I don't get how that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's a sketch show. I, all right. right, it's not a. Yeah, whatever. Um, reality host RuPaul for RuPaul's Drag <laughs> not Race. T- not touching that one for fear of losing. <laughs> oh, I never. Losing I, listeners. I never found RuPaul entertaining. He's he's nope. he. She has been around forever, and I just don't like he's too much. Um, and. Writing for a comedy series, I know Karen liked Master of None with Unzi Zanzari. Not a fan. Mm. Uh, and let me let me let me just scan through this real quick. Ooh, writing for a variety special, Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald talking for clapping. That I'll agree with. He's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was his comedy special. Uh, variety special. Oh, Grease Live one for directing uh, for a variety special. Yes. Yeah, Have you seen the trailers for? Um, Time, let's do the time warp again. What the? Oh, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I have, and I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I am I'm, probably going to watch it. It'll probably be the first one I watch because that's I'm of gonna, that run. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm hopeful that they won't screw it up out of fear of knowing that they shouldn't screw it up. Well, kind yeah. of thing, but yeah, it's yeah. The trailers are. They're interesting, to say the least. But uh, Tim Curry as the narrator. So. That was perfect. That, that's yep. what actually drew me in. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this now. Um, actor drama, Ray Donovan, uh, Hank, Hank Anzari. Uh, la, 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 la. Well, let me see. Let's uh, see, like, guest actress in a comedy series, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, Saturday Night Live. How? I don't really find them funny. I swear. That I, some, I Sometimes I think the Emmys invent categories for people to win and just like you need to win oh, something so the, give you the last the last award show that we talked about I can't even remember what it is because I'm not big into award shows but they had the most ridiculous categories like it's like I like the show I have to come up with this string of words to say that that defines what the show is so I could give it an award yeah best but- online mini series that is only four minutes long Featuring a black man. There you it's, go. It's, it's, it's like, like every what? time you watch a fucking baseball event and they're like, well, this is the first time we've seen a no-hitter by a left-handed dude whose name ends in a vowel with a consonant following a consonant from the fucking country of Cuba who has three sons and a wife. It's and that's like, only one guy. Shit. There's only one guy. <laughs> that's it. 
Um, I like I like the Emmys because most of the time they are they're correct in my opinion. Yeah, like they don't like that's like the Oscars. I hardly ever agree with the Oscars. The Oscars are. I watch. Yeah, I'm a big movie guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my thing. Like my Instagram, I do my little movie reviews with movie posters or whatever. It's mm-hmm. what I like. And then if people think like, "Hey, I wanted to see that," that's great. Sure, awesome. <laughs> but uh, I watch the Oscars every year, and it's just more and more getting ridiculous. So, yeah, like, the Emmys they haven't hit that yet. So I feel I like it, I feel like they're they're okay still. Yeah, categories getting a little ridiculous, but they're they're still giving awards to you. It's let me put it this way, it's hard to argue with the winners. Like I said, the thing about Sherlock, I don't know what it, like I didn't see the stuff that it was up against, mm-hmm. but it's hard to say like they didn't deserve that. Even when you don't think they did, you're still kind of like, man, maybe they really did deserve that. Right. I yes, I understand what you're saying. It's there. The argument is just about opinion when it comes to these exactly. Enemies. Yep. And when it comes to drama and comedies, it's all subjective. I have I don't see anything that's way out of whack here. So good on everybody. Congratulations to the winners. Sorry for the losers. Yeah. Hopefully we'll make it around next time. Fucking game it real quick. <laughs> you got to give it up to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. It's now the the most winningest. Show of all time passing Frasier. I saw that. Oh, it's one, yeah, one more Emmys than any show, uh, ever. ever. And I think it's at 38, 39, <laughs> something like that. They should just call it the, <laughs> the Game of Thrones Awards next year. I mean, really, because yeah. they got another two years of Game of Thrones, and they're probably, I let's say they crack 50 by the end. <laughs> that, they might. That'll be ridiculous. All right, I think that's it. I, I'm done with the news. I mean, with the pr- the presidential shit that's happening tonight, because we're recording on Monday. There's some uh, sort of debatey thing going on. The like first. the the news was like overwhelmingly about that, and I don't. Yeah, C- CW tried. They had the they released the Arrow trailer. Mm-hmm. Another one. They showed the first footage of uh, Tyler Hotchkin flying as Superman. Yeah, um, yeah. which is not bad. No. I mean, it's good enough for CW, in my opinion. And um, and it yes, that's what it is. It's it they, see, like okay, we got to see recently the first images of uh, Kid Flash, followed mm-hmm. by the first video of Kid Flash, Kid Flashing. I mean, it, the CW <laughs> is doing. <laughs> You gotta watch how you were. Yeah, that. I know. I did it on purpose. Listen, Kid Flash. <laughs> <laughs> um, it like the the CW knows what they have. Mm-hmm. Finally, they know what they have. Absolutely. Because at the beginning there, with 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 the the changeover from Smallville to Arrow, I don't think they realized what they had. They didn't. It was a very um, you know, it was they were still riding the Batman train mm. because. That Smallville wasn't supposed to be Smallville. Smallville was supposed to be a show about Batman, but mm-hmm. they couldn't get Batman, so these guys were like, "How about Smallville?" And they're like, "All right." And- um, but then they came up with Arrow, and if you watch the first season of Arrow, it's pretty much Chris Nolan's Batman, just Green Arrow in place. Yes, yes, and that's what, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, they are finally realizing what they have how they're supposed to be handling it, giving us the block, like working towards that four-day block of yes. television that can't go wrong. 
Good idea. The only thing that they're fucking up is they haven't picked the fifth show to make it so that I get a full week of comic book stuff. I'm I'm I'm, I'm waiting. I'm still I'm still riding heavy on Green Lantern. I I, I really think lo- logical progression says we're going to space next. I mean, <laughs> we're going to space. Yeah. Get a little Kyle Rayner in there. Not Guy Gardner. Not 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 any like John Stewart. No, I want a little Kyle, and yeah, and and yeah. I'll be okay with that because it's the you know it's the newer generation. Yeah. So good stuff, sir. You got anything uh, else you want to add? Uh, no. I mean, this was a lot of fun. I'm uh, glad I'm honored to be here. It was a good time talking. Was, um, appreciate you taking the time. It. it was a lot of fun. Anytime we can talk, Smallville is always a good time. Yeah, um, I feel I feel like during the break there were some things said, so now there 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 are some thoughts of brewing. You son of a bitch. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's the possibilities are freaking. Well, I can't say endless because nah, there's definitely an end. No, there's always. But either way, there's something. But no, I, I appreciate you having me. I'll uh, I'll always be a listener, even when I'm not featured. It's still fun. <laughs> I like listening to you guys. You guys jam around. I want to. I do want to say I have not met them. Uh, congratulations to Karen and Chris on their kid, and um, uh, you know I hope I wish them the best of luck with. With this this venture off into the next chapter of parenting, yeah, they, um, they've been doing it for a while now, and now they're just like they're making the books heavier and thicker, and yeah. it's tough now for them. I love them both. <laughs> I wish them the best of luck. <laughs> I don't really, so I don't really do the Twitter thing. I'm on Instagram as Dalim from Aldo. Okay, um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, if people want to follow, they can. I don't, I don't post too much stuff. I mean, I do like my movie reviews and stuff, but other than that. You know, no, I'm just. It was a good time. Always happy to bullshit with you, dude. I appreciate it, sir. And it was a good time. I did. I did. I did enjoy talking about this show with you specifically. Like this was fun. Like we both had a flair for this show, and that and that's that worked out well. Um, I will be putting your uh, Instagram handle into the show notes, so fun. You know, um, so people can find you there and watch you do post some pretty entertaining stuff uh if you want to get in touch with us here uh you can either you could do that at mail at geekade.com if you want to follow us uh the underscore geekade that that's the overall twitter handle this show specifically is twepcast me specifically is geekade underscore evan chris is geekade chris that's geekade k-r-i-s karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon Drop them both a little lines, you know. Wish them luck, you know. They they need it. They 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 they're good peoples. They deserve love. Um, <laughs> I st- I'm not a hundred percent sure which direction I'm going. I keep say I said this at the end of last week's, and then during the editing, I figured out that you were going to come on, so I had to cut back in and say <laughs> I really I don't know. So I lied about lying last week. I wasn't lying, but I I don't know what's going to happen for next week. I have a couple of possibilities in the run. Um, the The key is whenever I ask someone to come on to the show, most people say, yes, right. I would love to. And then I say, okay, what show, what episode? And then they go, oh. oh. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the tough part. It's honestly the hardest part. Yeah. Because yeah, you're like, man, I'm only going to be known for this. <laughs> and it's pick? like, and and you, you we had you and I had a conversation about another guest that we had, and you were like, and we're not going to oh, mention any names, and you're like, really, man. dude, you got to come strong. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't bring that. I'm not I'm not saying anything, but you don't. Like, fuck. That was funny. I, that made me laugh out loud. Um, 
So if I if before tomorrow night when I'm editing this show, I figure out who's going to be on, I will cut it in right now. Mm. If not, you, I'll just gonna have to follow us on our Facebook page, um, and I will post the show and the episode and whatnot. So that's about it. So, uh, John, right. Jonathan, Maldo. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, sir. It was a blast. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me, dude. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Aldo. <laughs> Good night. My friend, I, I consulted my friend Mike about this when I was asking. I'm like, look, Mike, I got four shows. I was like, my friend Evan, <laughs> and I told him about you because Mike's like my bullshit, my movie comic book bullshit buddy. Okay. One of them. <laughs> And I'm like, and he reads comics like a motherfucker. Like, if you ever talk to this dude, he is he's good. Okay. I'm like, I got four shows. I'm like, here they are. I'm gonna run them past you. <laughs> First one, married with children. I want my psycho dad. <laughs> like, second one, um, X Men, um, Waste of the Future when Apocalypse shows up and he has all his best lines. <laughs> I'm like, next two, like Smallville Absolute Justice or Smallville Reckoning. And then I was like, wait, fuck, fifth show. <laughs> Batman the animated series, Heart of Ice. I'm like which no, one? Wait, he, fuck six shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm like he goes. He goes. How could you not talk about Smallville? He's like that was like your show. I'm like I know, but I'm worried because I could literally talk about Smallville all the time. And then he said something that I haven't run past you yet because you mentioned the movie thing. He goes. You know, I stopped at season five. He's like, and though I would never err halfway through season five, you didn't see this episode. Uh-huh. And he goes, I would never go back and watch it again. He's like, but I would really listen to and enjoy a podcast that just ran through all of Smallville, like the good, oh. the bad, the ugly, like episodes one through 218. And I just like put, I remember texting like dot, dot, dot. Oh, and then I just put in parentheses. Fuck genius <laughs> oh my like, good holy shit that could be freaking awesome oh, but um man, oh, but, yeah that's that's a good pull yeah this is i was telling the, the kids i'm trying to explain what it is like yeah it's a podcast they're like what maybe a radio show like, <laughs> oh what's radio <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day